Good morning. Welcome to Evangel. I invite you to stand as we worship. Good morning to all those watching from home. This is actually one of my favorite praise songs of all time. Because we're saying, regardless of our state, whether we're feeling great or maybe we're feeling very low and heavy and going through a lot, that God is still worthy and that we still say, blessed be your name. So let's do that this morning. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name. When the sun's shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, with pain in the offering. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. You give and take away. You give and take away, my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, Jesus, 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. I count on one thing. The same God that never fails will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting the same god who's never late is working all things out you're working all things out yes i will lift you high in the lowest valley yes i will bless your name yes i will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days oh yes i will i count on one the same God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. Yes, I will bless your name. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days. Oh, yes, I will for all my days. Oh, yes, I will. I choose to praise, to glorify, glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against i choose to praise to glorify glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against yes i will lift you high in the lowest valley yes i will bless your name yes i will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days oh yes i will for all my days oh yes i will yes i will lift you high in the lowest valley yes i will bless your name yes i will sing for joy when my heart is heavy all my days oh yes i will for all my 
days Oh yes I will For all my days Oh yes I Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Those are powerful words. Yes, I will. That's a decision, isn't it? It's a determination. It's a decision. Great to see you this morning. Before you're seated, why don't you take a moment just to wave, say hi to someone around you, and then you can be seated. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, good morning. It's great to uh, see you uh, here gathered this morning, and it's great to have all of you who are watching from elsewhere with us this morning as well as we worship the Lord and we, uh, we just uh, spend time with one another, and we are challenged by His Word and prepared to leave here to, to live even more determined than ever in the way that He wants us to live. I have a couple of announcements uh, and reminders this morning. Today is the final day where you can place a poinsettia in memory or honor of someone in the sanctuary during the Christmas season. And if you haven't done that yet, uh, you need to do that today. Uh, tomorrow morning, the order goes in and we'll have it ready for, uh, for next Sunday. So uh, just, just make sure you do that. So you can do that in two ways. You can do it online through giving at epcoakville.com. It's $8, and you send that e-transfer, and just put in the memo uh, line uh, in whose memory or honor that the plant or plants are placed, and um, we'll make sure that you get your part of that list. And also, you can do it here in the building this morning. There are uh, forms in the foyer. You can fill out that form, put your money in an envelope with the form, and leave it in the offering plate at the little table as you exit this morning. So those are two ways that you can do it. But today is the final Sunday to do it. So some of you I know already have, but some of you, if you're intending to, make sure you get to that today. Just a reminder as well, starting next Sunday, it's just, it's really hard to believe, but next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. And uh, so we'll be uh, starting uh, and celebrating the, the advent of, of Jesus and the Christmas season starting next Sunday. So looking forward to that. When we come in next week, I know there's a crew of people that are going to be uh, in the building tomorrow and uh, decorating. And when we come back uh, next week, it'll look very, very different in here. So looking forward to that. Just want to remind you that we are uh, making room for uh, visiting, socializing after uh, the service on Sunday mornings. Uh, asking you just to keep in mind a couple of things. Please don't visit in the foyer area because that's a very small space and it just backs everything up if you do that. So keep your visiting inside the sanctuary. And also just remember that uh, we need to um, just make sure that we keep uh, the social, physical distance from each other. Masks have to be worn at all times. And masks need to cover both mouth and nose, so keep that in mind, and just make sure that you have that distance, and then you can, you can visit. So uh, just keep those things in mind as you are visiting, and um, after the service today, if you want to stay around for a little while and do that, you're certainly encouraged to do it. We have another beautiful day today as well, so maybe some of you want to visit outside, but if you want to visit inside, here in the sanctuary, and make sure you keep those things in mind. That's all the announcements for now. Thank you. God bless you. Morning, Tyler. Thank you for leading us today, and I'll hand it back to him. Thank you.
Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them at the impulse of thy love take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee please stand as we sing Tyler I forgot to dismiss the kids kids JK to grade 5 you can go right now sorry thank okay. you okay yes Kids from JK to grade 5, you are dismissed to go at this time. And this song is based off of an old hymn that's probably very familiar. Uh, there is also a newer chorus in it. Um, and it's sung in a more modern way, but... I think the song is pretty straightforward. It's just a song of giving your whole self to God. Everything. Heart, mind, soul, body, my whole life. Just surrender it to Him. Say, Lord God, have your way. Take my voice and let me sing Always only for Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from Thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as you choose. Take myself and I will be 
ever only all for thee take myself take myself and i will be Find you in the mystery 
was deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine oh your grace abounds in deepest waters sovereign hand will be my guide where feet may fail and fear surrounds me you've never failed and you won't start now and I will call upon your above the waves when oceans rise my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours you are mine oh and you be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will be made stronger is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior
keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise my soul will rest in your embrace for i am yours and you are mine and i will call upon your above the waves when oceans rise my soul will rest in your embrace for I am yours and you are mine I am yours and you are Jesus, please help us to continue to live that out, to live for you with all our hearts and all our souls, with all our mind, all of our strength, to be the Lord of our lives, the King of our hearts. Yes, Lord God, please help us to grow in our faith, Lord God, in our hope, in our love that comes from you. And we pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please remain standing for the reading of God's word. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1 says, And then I looked again at all the acts of oppression that were being done under the sun. And behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and that they had no one to comfort them. And power was on the side of their oppressors, but they had no one to comfort them. You may be seated. Well, it's very good to be able to be with you here in person after all the many months of um, speaking into a camera. Um, I know I'm still speaking into a camera, but it's lovely to be with you here today. This morning, instead of bringing you a typical sermon, I've been given the opportunity to update you on Evangel's community response and awareness in regards to human trafficking. Some things um, will be difficult to hear because it's a hard topic to hear about. But I promise to leave you with more than the, than the negative, with the positive, because so much good has been achieved. When I, along with four others, um, founded the anti-human trafficking organization 4-1 in 2014, we chose this verse as our key verse. 
This verse appears to be a very negative doomsday verse, a pessimistic kind of state of the universe statement from King Solomon based on the constant evil that he saw all around him. In my opinion, this statement is as relevant today as it was when it was written because I don't think a lot has changed. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I look um, at everything that's going on in the world um, today, it really does seem like the wicked prosper and that there is no end to the ways in which people suffer at the hands of others. It seems that mankind's propensity of evil towards fellow humanity is just as bad as it ever was. And if we were to stand here today and talk about all the acts of oppression that have taken place under the sun, it would be a very sad and a rather long morning. I believe that to walk in relationship with God is to care about matters of justice. I believe we cannot claim to know God and simultaneously turn a blind eye to the injustices of this world because to do so is to not understand the very heartbeat of God. Justice matters to God. He is a God of justice, and his heart breaks for those who are oppressed, and therefore so should ours. And all these generations removed from Solomon's words, it seems as though nothing much has changed. One of the most prevalent and unfortunately lucrative crimes against justice, human trafficking, continues in every country and city and community across the globe. Not only are there over 40 million victims of trafficking worldwide, the crime comes to sit right here on our doorstep in the Halton region. Here in Halton, mostly women, almost all Canadian-born, are trafficked in and out of hotels along the QEW and the 403 corridor, and even out of Airbnbs. And they are forced to work out of strip clubs and massage parlors across the province. They are moved at their traffickers' will, each of them making him approximately $280,000 a year and seeing very little of that money themselves. They are controlled by threats and coercion and face mental, emotional, and physical trauma that affects them for the rest of their lives. Now, supply needs to constantly meet demand, and unfortunately, it's not hard for traffickers to find people to manipulate and exploit. The process of a predator targeting a vulnerable person and then luring them and grooming them is used worldwide. Many factors contribute to somebody being vulnerable to being exploited, whether it's food and housing insecurity, a history of abuse or living within the foster care system, struggles with self-esteem, bullying, isolation, addiction, mental health issues, a developmental disability, being indigenous because 50% of victims are indigenous, or the marginalization of simply being a member of the LGBTQ two-spirit plus community. And many individuals, of course, have multiple vulnerabilities. But beyond all that is the greatest and most common vulnerability, and that's the need for love and affection to fit in or to have things that other people seem to have that they don't. Young women and sometimes young men from stable, secure homes with a good life who want the things that others can't afford or who deep down uh, feel very lonely or less than are easy targets for traffickers. In this age of the selfie, 
the desperate need for validation has left young women in particular extremely vulnerable to the compliments of a predator disguised as a smooth-talking and charismatic either boyfriend or girlfriend. The showering of gifts, the undivided attention, the doting blind them to the real motive of the person who is grooming them. They don't even see it coming. They think they've met their prince or their new BFF. And sadly, these situations quickly turn and bring exploitation, pain, and trauma to follow. Sadly, it can happen anywhere to anyone. Although trafficking slowed down for a short time during the initial lockdown of COVID, it wasn't long before things picked back up again, even during lockdown. If anything, COVID made the vulnerable even more vulnerable. Many trafficked people only have enough education to secure minimum wage jobs, especially in the food industry. And of course, with the shutdown of all the restaurants, it made it very difficult. So many women who would have liked to have exited their traffic situations were not able to do so, and many had to return to the trafficker to make money the only way they knew how. In addition, the shutdown of the schools for so much of 2020 and the increase in the screen time of young people has led to their increased vulnerability to online predators. I know of one 14-year-old boy in Halton who was lured through a fellow gamer as they each from their own homes played Call of Duty on their Xbox with each other and other players. And when this fellow gamer suggested they play in person at his house and sent an Uber to pick him up, the boy went willingly. Once there, he was sexually assaulted and then pictures taken and a threat made to out him as gay to his family and friends was used to continue to exploit him. Evil seems to know no bounds. It is shocking and it is hard to hear, but we need to hear it, I believe, because how can we stand against something that we choose to believe doesn't exist or we choose to look away from because it interferes with our otherwise tidy, quiet lives? But before you feel that all is lost and hopeless, I want to remind you this morning of one very, very important fact. What is not true is that there is no one to comfort the oppressed. Power may appear to be on the side of the oppressor, but there is definitely someone to comfort them. God sees their tears, and he has given us his people, the awesome task of being able to stand up to oppression and to bring comfort to those who suffer. Since 2014 in particular, there has been a rising tide of awareness and support in the area of trafficking, and many believers and many faith-based organizations have either led or have joined in this. Public awareness has increased dramatically I'm sure you know that you've seen more articles in the paper or on the news. You've heard much more about human trafficking. More people know that it happens here than have ever known. There have been countless police officers, lawyers, judges who have been trained, more hotel staff and truckers trained in what to look for. Schools have begun to implement um, uh, trafficking awareness into their actual curriculum for middle school and high school students as a preventative measure. The government has supplied increased funding to both survivors and to agencies working to make a difference. So much has happened. And when we look at that scripture that we read today, it's easy to just sit in the pessimism that King Solomon is expressing here. 
Um, just leave it on that. I'd like to suggest that after all Solomon expressed honestly from his heart, though, this is not where he ended up. Solomon looked at all the evil that was being done in the world, and then he made a choice. We talked about choice. It's important. To trust a God, he realized that he would never fully understand. He saw all the acts of oppression that are done under sun, and he realized that while there was pain and suffering in this world, he came to the conclusion that God, um, that he would never understand good. And instead of trying to explain why God would allow things to happen or come to the conclusion that God doesn't care, he concluded that God is the final judge. He held the evil of the world and the goodness of God in proper tension. In chapter 12 of Ecclesiastes, verse 14, he says, For God will bring every act to judgment, including every hidden thing, whether good or evil. Knowing God would have the final say was enough for him. And today, those of us here and at home know something that Solomon did not. We know that Jesus is coming again and that he will renew all creation. He will wipe away every tear and he will set all things right. He will make all things new. He will have that final word. But until he comes, it's up to us to see the tears of the oppressed, to stand against oppression in Jesus' name. Now, that's the call that I heard many years ago and the one that caused me to step out of my comfort zone to be someone who did something with whatever time I had left on earth. So back to this slide. You've already looked at it. Now, 4-1 has two pillars. One is to raise public awareness, helping educate on the issues of trafficking in Canada. And the other is to support survivors by helping to raise much-needed funds for long-stage housing and also helping provide much-needed essential items for those exiting their exploitive situations. When it comes to the pillar of public awareness, in the past seven years, it's been very exciting. I've had the privilege of speaking in so many different places. And of course, it slowed down during COVID. I only did two um, virtual presentations during COVID. But before that, there were so many um, United Catholic and Baptist churches in particular, whether in their Sunday service or at a special event, even people's living rooms as they gathered their friends that they wanted to have hear this information. I spoke at Ladies' Time Out, King's Christian Collegiate in a classroom and to the entire school, um, to Oakville YMCA Youth Leaders, Hamilton Housing Help, Halton Victims Assistance Program. The very first time I spoke was at our Pentecostal Jesus is Enough Women's Conference, and I also got a couple years ago to speak at the League of Ontario Foster Families Annual Conference, and I also spoke at a Halton community event. I basically grabbed the opportunity to speak to anyone, anywhere, no matter how small or big the group, really, no matter how small. Sometimes it was really small, but just to spread awareness so that people would know what is happening. Um, 4-1 is also a member of the Halton Collaborative Against Human Trafficking. We, we just call it a hatch, even though it doesn't really spell that. Um, which exists to create and support a united halting community and regional response to combat human trafficking. And I've been able to sit at the table along with other agencies and organizations supporting the underserved, and I've listed some of them there. Being part of this collaborative has been a privilege, and it has increased both my knowledge, my understanding, and it's connected we, me with many people in the community. 
When it comes to survivor support, I have so much good news to share with you. And this is what I, I told you I would promise to not leave you with all that, that hard stuff, but I wanted to share all the good stuff. First of all, there's the four response bags, and you know a little bit about them. These bags are given to survivors, people who have just gotten away from the trafficker and perhaps have nothing um, with them but the clothes that they are wearing. The bags and supplies are stored here at the church, and they're distributed to agencies at their request. Bags are filled with approximately $250 worth of much-needed supplies and items. Um, I've listed some of the items there, and there's many more in the bag. Beyond giving women some of these items that they need, these bags help them to feel loved and supported and less alone. In May of this year, after dropping off yet another bag to my contact at Victim Services, she texted me this. So my client started crying when she got her bag. She was thrilled and so appreciative. And this is actually the response that I hear over and over and over again. Bags and money to purchase supplies for the bags have come from many people, from some of you and from many churches, and the need continues. This past year, 19 bags have been given out so far. The most recent bag went to a young woman who actually jumped out of a window to escape her trafficker and broke both of her legs. She has a long journey of healing ahead of her, but having this bag just brings some comfort and helps her to know that she's not alone. Now, sadly, one bag never reached its recipient. During the first lockdown of, sorry, of 2020, I received a call from Victim Services asking if I could bring a bag to an Oakville hotel for a woman who had just gotten away from her trafficker. The plan was for me to drop the bag the next morning, very early the next morning. Um, my contact texted me and told me to um, hold off because the woman had OD'd. She was at the hospital and they didn't know if she was going to make it. Sadly, within the hour, the text came to say that she'd passed away alone in a hotel room, very triggering in and of itself, and facing an addiction to drugs that were most, most likely introduced by her trafficker or taken by her to numb the pain of the things that she had been expected to do every night. She sadly lost her life. And with her bag still at my house, knowing how close she'd been to starting a new life, to, to receiving this bag and beginning her journey, I found my heart breaking all over again. Someone's daughter, a precious child of God, gone too soon. And it really reminded me of why I began this work and re-inspired me to press on. Money donated to 4-1 doesn't just go towards bags, though. In 2019, other areas of support began. In October of that year, we were thrilled to be able to host a full Thanksgiving dinner here at the church for survivors and their families and some workers from Savis, the, the sexual assault um, crisis center here in Oakville. And then that Christmas, there was enough money to purchase Christmas gifts for four survivors and their children identified by Savis. And these purchases allowed the moms themselves to give the gifts to their children that they would have never been able to afford otherwise. There was also money to purchase some bedding and towels and stuff for two crisis housing units run by the collaborative. Another exciting part of survivor support has come about through my connection with Restoration's Second Stage Homes. 
while founding 4-1, I very quickly learned about restorations and met their founder. A few years later, I was asked to sit on their board, and for the last two years, I've been the chair of that board. Restorations is a faith-based, survivor-informed organization that exists to support survivors of sexual exploitation and trafficking by providing long-term residential housing, survivor-led peer programming, and holistic care. Utilizing a survivor-focused, trauma-informed, and strength-based approach, the residential program will offer wraparound supports aimed at providing residents a safe and supportive space to focus on healing and recovery from trauma while also being able to work and learn and study at their own pace. They will lead their recovery. There will be dental, vision, and mental health support access to educational life skills and social programming, trauma-informed individual and group counseling, access to mentors and peer advocates, and of course a transition plan to include housing, recovery, maintenance, and economic independence through employment. These programming elements will be delivered um, through a combination of in-service, or sorry, in-house services as well as through community partners in the a wider Halton and community uh, region. We've been working for years to secure the sustainable funding needed to open our doors to Nancy's House, which is named for the uh, founder of Restorations. Nancy's House is the first of its kind anywhere in this region and will provide housing for three women for up to two years. This kind of long-term safe housing is a critical and essential form of housing that's often overlooked, underfunded, and very hard to find. As soon as the funding is there, we are going to open those doors, and I can't tell you how, how much I long for that. I cannot wait for those doors to open. It's desperately needed. A safe and stable roof over someone's head, that, that's just foundational. All of us need that, especially survivors who are used to so much instability in their lives. Can't tell you what it will mean for women to know that they have a place to live for a good while so they can just relax and begin the other work that they have to do, just knowing that they have someplace safe. Nancy's house has been fully renovated designer decorated and completely stocked with supplies by support from community partners and there are already many women on the waiting list. You can imagine how hard it's been for us to turn people away because, you know, especially now when there's such a need for housing. Um, but we've had to say we're still not open because we do not want to open unless we have at least one year of money for staffing because we can't close our doors. We can't further traumatize women who finally find some place to live. One survivor Restorations is supporting was living in her garage this summer. And of course, with the cold weather coming, that was not um, a sustainable option. But we had to turn her away because our doors were not open. So the need is great and we are praying for the funding to come in and we have many dedicated monthly and yearly donors, people who have participated in, in fundraisers and events. Even uh, every year there's a ride for refuge in Hamilton 
That's the 4-1 team from 2016. You can recognize some of those faces. Lots of you have participated and been uh, partners with Restorations and helping, helping me along, supporting me in, in the work that I do with Restorations for a long time. But we need money from larger, um, we need larger donations from family trust funds and organizations, foundations. We need some sustainable dollars. We need multiple years promised. In the meantime, although, we haven't been able, even though we haven't been able to open the home, it, we haven't completely turned people away. We've been helping many survivors through the peer support um, programming. Designed and led by survivors with lived experience, this programming exists to promote collaborative relationships that empower survivors. In addition to one-to-one -one support, survivors also get an opportunity to participate in group counseling, but also group activities like book clubs, movie nights, survivor-led workshops, and holiday gatherings. One of the blessings of COVID has been that because this peer support um, programming had to go virtual, we've been able to support many more survivors from out of province. For one money that's been donated by passionate and individuals like yourselves has been able to support survivors um, that are associated with this peer support program. Here's just some of the items we've been able to supply since the lockdown began in March of 2020. There's been gift cards for each survivor to order food for a virtual Netflix movie night. There's been books for four different book clubs and treats to enjoy during. Um, last Christmas, there were beautiful Christmas baskets full of self-care products given to survivors. One survivor said, as magical as the Christmas season can be, it can also be a very heavy and isolating time as well. And to receive a Christmas basket loaded to the brim with self-care items and the luxuries was just what I needed to brighten up my holidays. An added reminder that you are not alone. We've supplied a brand new mattress for one survivor who moved into her own place finally. The supplies for a survivor-led pizza-making workshop safety shoes for one survivor who got a new job and needed the shoes but couldn't afford them until they got their first paycheck, a real catch-22. Um, there's been Uber Eats gift certificates for online group events. Very excited about the two nights in the Airbnb that we were able to provide for a survivor who had to face her trafficker in court, who was facing the anxiety and the stress of that situation and needed to have a place to stay for two different nights because it was way out in the East End of uh, Toronto and, and obvious, for obvious reasons, um, being with two peer support workers as well. Three of them, they couldn't stay in a hotel room. Hotel rooms are triggering as, as it is, but they couldn't share a room and she needed her own place for um, after court to just kind of decompress and so we were able to pay for that. That was meant, meant a lot to her. Um, we, we bought a winter coat for a survivor, and then just most recently, grocery gift cards for survivors. They were able to go to the grocery store, which for some of them was a pretty big event, and buy groceries for a virtual cooking class that was led by another survivor. So as you can see, money donated has been put to good use, and it will continue to be. And I want to thank those of you who have given and prayed and supported the work being done and the support given would not be possible without you. With your prayerful support, 
the work has been able to continue despite the challenges, not just the, not just the challenges of COVID, but my own personal challenges, as most of you know. And with your financial support, many lives have been changed. I thank God that you haven't just shaken your head at the statistics and then walked away, but you have chosen to step up and to help make a difference. You have actually helped change the trajectory of lives for generations to come. When you think about it, when you, when you help one person's life change, you can't even imagine the trajectory of that. And only eternity will tell the full difference that you have made. It is true that there appears to be power on the side of the oppressor, but it is not true that there is no one to bring comfort. Jesus brings comfort through you. Every single one of us can make a difference. Perhaps you've been listening today and your heart has been stirred and maybe you want to know more. Maybe you want to know what you can do to be a part of what God is doing here in the Halton region. I encourage you to reach out and speak with me. You can also check out 41oakville.com or follow on Instagram or Twitter. And I encourage you to check out the Restorations website to see more of the pictures of the renovation of the home, the transformation that's taken place, and to read more about this. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back as we finish up. Jesus wants each one of us to be mobilized in this world to bring his comfort and his love. We know that. Go ye therefore into all the world. But we won't be able to do that until we allow our hearts to break with the things that break God's heart. And I believe that that comes by first being willing to stare straight in the face of all the oppression that's being done under the sun and truly see the tears of the oppressed. Only when we make a choice to not quickly look away and go on with our lives can we truly be the comfort that God has called us to be. I love this quote. Edward Everett Hale I am only one, but still, I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. I'd like to leave you with the words of this Franciscan blessing. May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that you may live deep within your heart. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that you may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war so that you may reach out your hand to comfort them and turn their pain to joy. And may God bless you with enough foolishness to believe that you can make a difference in this world so that you can do what others claim cannot be done. Amen. And thank you. God bless each and every one of you. The work continues. Amen. This song says... Open up my eyes to the things unseen, 
Show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. And that lines up so well with everything we've just heard. And we can make that our prayer. Please stand as we sing this song together. I see the King of glory Coming on the clouds with fire The whole earth shakes The whole earth shakes I see His love and mercy Washing over all our sin The people sing The people sing Hosanna 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 in the highest Hosanna Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. I see a generation rising up to take their place with selfless faith. Selfless faith, I see a near revival stirring as we pray and seek. We're on our knees, we're on our knees, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Heal my heart and make it clean. Open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause. As I walk from earth into eternity. Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. 
Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna. 